Feather, feather, feather. Light, light, light. Work, work, Asking, ask, answer, answer. Accepting, honoring, honoring. All we are, earth to star. Love ripples. Our intention to ignite the love within ourselves, the love within our communities, in our relationships, in our homes, and in our hearts. And how when we all focus on this same intention, this same frequency, it sends ripples through towns and cities and states and the entire world. Yeah, self-love creates a love drop that ripples out and touches everyone. We would like to talk about the various aspects of love, romantic love, love between kindred souls, love between friends. We'd like to talk about love for passion, what lights us up. We'd love to talk about healing, you know, love drops as a healing tool to return to those places of downhearted, sorrowful feelings and give ourselves the love that we could have used back in those former states, knowing that it ripples in all time as well as space. So love ripples through time, love ripples through space. These are the concepts we'd like to explore with you. And as always, we'll invite you to check in with your inner knowing, asking yourself what lights you up in the areas in the areas of love and what resonates as truth for you as it relates to dropping love and letting it ripple forward. As we navigate such a vast topic that is love, it's often a challenge to figure out where do we start, even if we're talking about the term self-love, where do we approach this? How do we handle this? How do we unpack this concept? And I often find it really nourishing and helpful to start by examining the relationships within our life, whether they be romantic, platonic, family, soul family, even the relationships we're having at work and with our peers. So by examining these these situations, these emotions, these conflicts, these inflow resonances that we have, the good, the bad, and the ugly, it helps give us a starting point to see where we're at and how we move through each and every different intricate part of relating. So let's talk about the style of relating that is romance first. And let's talk about how we can show up for ourselves and for our partner, dropping love and letting that ripple out in the romantic partnerships we're cultivating first. How do we drop love into our partner's lives? It can be a compliment. A lot of times we talk about our love languages. Some people feel lit up by sweet words, words of affection. I appreciate the way you're holding space. I appreciate the way you asked the spirits of this land before we lit this fire. I appreciate your way of encouraging me to show up for myself and for you and for our friends there. 
by approaching this topic of love, you light me up in your good intentions like that, in your good way of holding space for me to shine, to bring my presence, to bring my loving presence, your willingness to let me be who I am and you know, do my healing work this way, speak my truth. It brings me so much encouragement. Thank you, thank you for showing up for me like that. You're welcome, it's a pleasure. Kate makes a really good point. It's the languages of love and the ways that we communicate, the way we feel inspired, the way we feel appreciated. Uh, I invite you to check out the five languages of love, five love languages. If you're navigating this part from you, if you're, if you're trying to articulate what it is you need from your partner, maybe you're feeling dissonance, maybe you're feeling discouraged, maybe even neglected, and you're not exactly sure what to ask for, this is a really good place to educate ourselves and really understanding how we as a human psyche interact and what are the ways in which we can articulate our needs so that we can feel like our needs are being met. I often find that when working with my clientele, there's a lack of communication around this point because it's often that folks don't really know what it is they want. So by educating ourselves in this way, by knowing what some of these options are, it can help then allow us to articulate our needs. Often I hear, I don't know what I need. I don't know what I want. I'm just not happy. Let's talk about that just practice of voicing what we want. Let's talk about it for a second because I find that when I speak aloud, I feel the thing I'm speaking. I feel either the resonance or the dissonance of it in a really substantial way. Whereas if I'm just thinking of it, it's pretty subtle and it's harder to determine if that's, if I'm really speaking truth. But when I have a witness and I'm speaking aloud, when I'm vocalizing, when I'm verbalizing like that, I can feel the weight of it. I can feel the truth of it. If it's true, it rings resonant. If it's not true, it rings dissonant. Sometimes I find myself telling a story. Sometimes I'm on, I'm, I'm on repeat, repeating a loop and that doesn't really serve. But if I check in and I, I feel when I'm speaking aloud and I, I can tell that I'm not really resonating with what I'm saying, then I can correct course and you know, aim for something that's true. Or I can say, wait, what I just said doesn't exactly ring true. Here's an example. I was with my son the other day. My son and his mom were holding space for him to navigate this possibility of dropping out of high school and finding a new way for himself. And I found myself kind of regurgitating this thing I've said before. If you don't have discipline, you're going to have to get disciplined. When I found myself saying that, I, I felt like it was just kind of like a pre-programmed thing to say, kind of like a fearful thing to say, like a threat. But that wasn't what he needed to hear in that moment. That wasn't my highest truth. That wasn't what was serving the highest purpose in that moment. So I had to actually apologize and make an agreement with my son's mom that we would bring trust to him and we would have faith that he'll find his way. And that's actually when I, when I, when I speak that out loud, that feels really resonant. That rings true. That's what he needs is for us to trust him. Not for us to worry about him, but for us to trust him, not for us to be fearful that he's going to fail, 
but to trust that he's going to succeed in his own way. So with that being said, I think right from the very beginning of this story is a key point that I don't know that any of us really utilize in communication, whether it be in this situation with our children, with our peers, or even our partners, just taking responsibility for what we're speaking in the way of, I'm feeling this out. Like, I'm going to say this. I'm not really sure how to articulate what I'm going to say. I'm not really sure on this. And give me a chance to express myself and we'll navigate from there. Oftentimes in communication, we hold each other to such high expectation and high standard that if it's spoken, it's automatically, you know, word is bond and then we, it's hard for us to navigate. So having, taking that responsibility, taking that responsibility of saying like, I'm still navigating this. I'm not sure exactly what it is that I want to say, but I'm going to try a few words and I'm going to see if they're resonant. I'm going to see if it feels good or I'm going to see if it's dissonant. I think often we just put ourselves on such extreme expectation of knowing exactly the right things to say. And we're not really even sure, especially when a situation is new. Maybe it's a relationship that's hitting new depths. Maybe it's a situation with a a child that's becoming at a new depth, that's growing into a new depth, that's becoming a new, you know, a new part of themselves. So in closing on that, let's offer ourselves a little grace as we communicate. We don't have to be holding each other responsible for every single word. And we can have a little grace as we navigate what it is we really do want to say and taking the responsibility when we've said something that maybe isn't a fit, that maybe we want to recall or shift or change or use as a learning experience for everybody involved and giving our partners grace in that, not holding them up and saying, you said this and this is not what you said. And, you know, allowing that wiggle room, allowing that soft boundary to take place in the way it needs so that that boundary, a hard, rigid boundary can then become soft and hold and protect us all in the conversation so that everybody wins. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to what you're saying. I can feel it as a listener. And one of the things you said that rung true with a capital T is the liberating feeling of the words, I don't know. Sometimes the most responsible thing we can say is just to admit that we don't necessarily have the answer that presents a possibility for an answer to present itself. Maybe the real remedy is for the Holy Spirit to intervene, but if we think we know, if we're trying to to push our perception of what's best for someone else onto them, that might not really serve them. So I don't know, that can be really liberating for both sides, either the speaker or the listener. Absolutely, and in those moments, I'd like to remind you that we can ask for the support that we need ask for support from our guidance team, ask for our ancestors, ask for spirit, ask for the Holy Spirit, ask for Christ or, you know, whomever you're working with, whatever um, guiding light that is assisting you on your path, your higher self, maybe at a point in your evolution, in your journey where you're working specifically with your own higher self. So in those moments of, I don't know, I I invite you to take a breath and not leave it. There's been many times where I've used the phrase, I don't know, as a completion. Not willing to do the work, not willing to navigate any farther, kind of like sacrificing my own perspective and just leaving it at that. But in this moment, I'm asking or inviting you to up-level that consciousness and the I don't know being I don't know, but I have intentions on 
figuring it out. I have intentions on allowing it to come in for me. And then you can take it to the next step. I don't know in this moment, Spirit, Holy Spirit, Mother, Father, God, my higher self, I'm asking for the information. I'm asking for that to drop in. I'm asking for the love drop and the support for what I'm trying to navigate in these now moments and whatever and however and whatever that looks like and then allowing that. Sometimes in those moments, that's exactly when we need to make space. Silence can make space. Grounding can make space. Just being. Sometimes we're in a really heated discussion and we can't find the answers and we try to talk all over each other and sometimes all we need is space within our container. Sometimes we can just take a minute and revert to the fire or if we're inside a candle. There's a lot of wisdom in the fire. There's a lot of transformation and healing. There's a lot of space when we work with the elements and specifically fire. Yeah, let's take a moment to observe the voice of the fire. The fire speaks too, right? Quieting, that's probably the number one tool to developing an inner knowing to connect with that voice inside. Quieting the thoughts, quieting the voice. Let's also remember another angle of the energetics of the voice and, and we have a throat chakra and it comes right after the heart chakra. Mm. So there's this area between heart and mouth where we're putting energy into expression, energy into connection and we're turning something as subtle as a thought into something that can be felt by another person. And, you know, hopefully our words can land well with another person. Hopefully we can speak peace and speak truth and speak grace. I know sometimes in my parenting role and also in partnership, I can have a little sting to my voice and it can come across as being angry, um, the, the passion that I carry can sometimes feel pushy and come with a sting to it. But if I soften my delivery, I know that energetically it can be received in a more open way. Instead of forcing my voice onto someone else, blasting like a trumpet my voice onto someone else, I can soften my voice, I can find my firmness, bring gentleness, and hopefully that gentleness will be warmly received on the other end. And this is a really great opportunity to take what Cape's saying and dovetail on that in regards to the love drop. Because being in partnership, again, this is a sacred choice we're making together in communication. And I'm aware of Cape's personality and he's aware of my personality. And we've chose to accept fully each other, our personalities, all of our goods and all of our more uncomfortable moments. So creating a love drop or a love ripple within our relationship can look like me being aware and not taking things personally. That is a really big thing. So oftentimes people will be navigating their own feelings and emotions and will make it about us. Cave might be in a really deep channel working with spirit, um, energetically driven through a creative outlet. He has a vision. He wanting to get to that vision. 
And maybe he's doing that in a really like pressed way. And I know him and I know that is not a reflection of me. Sometimes my ego might feel like there's something going on there. It's directly geared towards me. But if I can hold that for him so that he can get to that beautiful artistic expression and I can honor him in those moments where he may be navigating how to use his voice in a soft way, how to move in a more gentle way because he's just got his eye on the prize, that love ripple sends a big ripple through our whole relationship. He feels accepted, he feels seen, and it and allows us to have these beautiful moments just like this. If I hadn't allowed Cabe to move in the way that he needed to move in a passionate, direct way, and I took that personally about myself, we may not be sitting here in front of this beautiful fire with you guys. Yeah, I find when I listen to what people are saying instead of taking a mode of defensiveness, say like it's a constructive criticism, it almost sounds like a complaint. Often I've made the mistake of defending myself or justifying my actions instead of seeing the passion, the passion of love directed toward me in what feels like an angry way. I automatically might have a resistance to that, but if I can listen with a soft gaze, taking the judgment away, I often can recognize that person has love as a motivating force behind those words they're saying. This was often the case with the lady I used to walk with, the kid's mom. Wonderful person. She cares so much about me still to this day. We continue to love and respect each other even after three years of separation. And there were times when I felt like she was cutting me down with the words she was saying. And I felt like I would cower away from those words. I was scared of what she was saying. I didn't like to be told I was doing something wrong. I had defensiveness. I had my guard up. But in hindsight, when I looked at what she was saying later, when I put my guard down, when I opened my heart again, I could see the love that she was offering me. And oftentimes I could see the value of it later. And being on the other end of that, offering the words and the passion and being you know, swept up by passion and love, we can also do ourselves justice on both sides of any discussion to, to give ourselves that space. When we're feeling ourselves getting that really, really passionate, we can take a beat, we can take a moment and say, is what I'm saying landing? Do I need to reheart? Do I need to reground? How is the other person feeling? Even in those moments, we can do this. This is the work. Even in those intense moments, if we can take that step back, we could maybe get a little bit farther in our communication. If we can notice that what we're saying is getting lost in our tone, this is something that I will take full responsibility. Sometimes I just get so passionate. I'm so, um, I don't want to say emotional, but definitely passionate. And I feel emotions on such a deep level being the oversensitive being that I am, or should I say the extremely sensitive being that I am, and I can get, I can start to experience and act from this level of intensity. And I, and many, many times it has not served me in the highest and best to speak from that level of intensity. So I totally relate with men and women who communicate or find themselves in communication where they're raising their voice or they're getting really big. Now I find it more serving that when I hear that, I can just kind of take a breath and reground. There's gonna be moments where I'm not gonna be able to lower my voice. There's gonna be moments that I'm really just gonna to have to love and accept myself for my extreme. But if my goal 
is constantly to move and walk from love, if my goal is to deepen my partnership, if my goal is a mutual understanding, I can let spirit in, I can let space in, I can let the fire transform that intensity back to love, back to home, and then re-speak. My intention in this moment is to offer an energetic love drop to ourselves in this romantic partnership with the hopes that you'll find your way on the other side of that camera. I'm gonna voice myself, I'm gonna express myself musically. I'm just gonna energetically show up for my companion here, drop some love and let that love ripple out. Activity, I can feel the spirit in it. I can see my willpower intending a positive vibration to be felt. I can appreciate my companion for holding space for me to express myself. I can appreciate the resonance that I feel, even without words. Something so subtle as uttering, mm-hmm. It felt like I was voicing myself in an honorable way, bringing respect, bringing love and respect here and here. So being in the space of receiving, it's just really truly an honor. It's, I can feel it in my cellular structure. I can feel it in my body. I can feel his intention. I can feel his honoring and I can feel, I feel refreshed. I feel invigorated. I feel inspired. I feel blessed. quite an experience. It can be real minimal. It doesn't even have to be words. It doesn't even have to be expressed music, but just by being in that space and just honoring, just honoring, just holding that space for anything to come in. For the next portion of this topic, we'd like to talk about self-love and we're going to invite us to time travel. We're going to practice astral projection and we're going to go to, we're going to identify a point in our lives where we felt like we were alone, where we felt like we really needed someone, we were struggling, and we needed some love. And we are going to give ourselves the love that we needed back then. We're going to let a love drop, ripple out in all directions, leading up all the way to this point in time and beyond. We're going to let the love ripple that way. So why we do this? So I believe that every relationship that we have is a reflection of us in some way. So what can happen is we can wind up being triggered by something or an experience, an emotion, a phrase, anything. And it may not even be relevant to what's actually happening in that moment. It can be a trigger for something that's happened at a younger age or in the past. So 
by going back with intention, by making space for that in our work, as we do our work, as we take care of ourselves, by going back intentionally on our own will and working through those moments, we can then heal some of those foundational triggers. And then we find more ease in relating as the adults that we become. A lot of these triggers start at a very young age when we start to feel energies and emotions like betrayal, abandonment. Those are two really big emotions that will sneak up in our adult years. It'll sneak up in our relating. And if we can take the time preemptively or in the moment, depending on how that comes up for us, but if we can take the time to make that part of our work and to go there, we might be able to hold that viewer, that sacred witness in those hot, heavy moments of understanding and understanding while we're reacting. Because I know I can relate with the fact of being in a situation, especially in a partnership, and having a really intense reaction to something that may not have really called for such a reaction. And nine times out of 10, that's because it's hitting an open wound or a wound that hasn't been addressed. And nine times out of 10, it has to do with betrayal and or abandonment. So we're gonna go back. We're gonna drop into our heart space, illuminate our sacred heart space, ground into the earth, ground into the sacred mother, feel that support. We are safe in these moments of time travel. We are safe in these moments of healing. With safety, we feel connected, we feel held. Going back to that moment, that moment where we felt a huge loss, a disconnect, a dissonance, an abandonment, a betrayal. The first thing that comes in, the first thing that rolls into your mind and hits you in your heart and allow it to be there. Know that you are safe. You're being held. You're being held and witnessed by your community. So now focusing on that moment, we're gonna give a few moments of reverence for this situation and I, I want you to go there. I want you to know that you're safe and go there and experience the feelings and emotions and visuals in your mind's eye. Remembering that day and remembering that moment, we're gonna bring that up, knowing that you're safe here in this present moment. Allowing whatever emotion is coming through to just be. There's no right, there's no wrong, we're just being in this moment. You may need to check in with some visual aids. What do you see? How do you feel? What's going on in your heart? Knowing that you're safe, allowing that to be, allowing yourself to be in it. Now that we've identified this area in our youth when we felt a hard burden, mm. we're gonna give ourselves some love. We're gonna draw our attention there in whatever way we get there. With our intention, we're gonna lean in the direction of our youth. Some might enjoy closing our eyes, some might enjoy a lit candle will energize our hands if you choose and we'll draw 
our blessing to that child version of ourself, giving love, showing ourself loving presence, loving kindness, loving attention. You might find comfort in saying these words out loud. I love you. I love you. You are safe. I love you. I accept you exactly as I am. Mm. I love and accept you exactly as I am. I love and accept you exactly as I am. I respect myself. I respect myself. I respect myself. You might feel the energy starting to shift. Maybe getting a little bit lighter. Maybe visualizing big, beautiful sun rays onto yourself in that space. And just really showing up big, really sending some love. Holding space for healing to happen holding space for reflection, holding space for connecting with our inner child, holding space for connecting with that pure, perfect soul, the same now as it ever was. Holding space for newfound love and respect for ourselves, at every stage, loving and respecting and accepting all that we are. All of our parts, all of our sacred parts having gratitude now and in all moments, having gratitude for the awareness that we are our greatest healers, having gratitude for each other having gratitude for these sacred now moments of transformation and enlightenment. Visualizing now a golden ball of light dropping into that moment and showering golden light on that entire scene. Golden light immersing itself across that room, immersing itself in that sacred heart center, immersing ourselves with love, showering ourselves with love, with the golden light of love, then all the way to now, radiating, radiating, radiating. feel called breathing in that golden light. Nice big inhales. Life is breath. 
breath is life, embodying this love ripple into our vessels, into our energy bodies and our physical bodies and our emotional bodies. Pure love. Allowing this love to radiate our body and our being and our space. Starting to coming back into our physical body through our breath. Bringing our awareness back to the room, back to this space, back to this sacred container. And if your eyes have been closed when you're feeling called, you can start to move your fingers and your toes. Butterfly your eyes open and bringing all of that love into this present moment of now. So it is. Oh. oh. Audrey, yeah. I'd also like for us to check in with the idea of setting a love ripple with every step we take as we walk in beauty touching the world, recognizing the ways the whole entire universe is turning in our favor. Mm. The benevolent spirit is with us and loves us and radiates love all around us, showers us with love in every minute. And how can we find signs of the divine holy presence in our lives so we can see the ways Love is dropping like rain and rippling in all directions, even without our knowing. And how can we also take active steps in dropping love so that it ripples out and touches every single person? So this is a great question. I love this. This is, this is a way in which I find to be so nourishing to live by. And the very first thing that comes to mind is how we start our day. And if we wake up and we, we start with this place of gratitude as if it's already happened, Mother, Father, Creator, God, I'm so grateful for being able to walk in such beauty and spread love and light and receive love and light from every angle and every point. I'm so grateful for this earth walk. I'm so grateful to walk in beauty and spread love to my community and my relations and my family. And if we can start from that place of gratitude, it is done. And so moving from there, we're just intending and we're bringing our awareness because life can get busy and we can, and we can start off with a list of to-do things in the back of our head from the very beginning. So if we start with that sacred intention, we walk up and we, we, we express the gratitude for being able to walk in that way and being able to share that kind of love and being able to receive that kind of love, we set the tone, we create the timeline. We move from that timeline of love and gratitude and community. And so we set the tone up in our mental plane and our spiritual body and our emotional body. And then from there, we can navigate that with, with some tangible steps, some actual steps that we can take 
to create this for ourselves. And one of my favorites is eye contact and smile. So wherever we're moving, whether we're in the grocery store, the gas station, picking the kids up from school or at work, anywhere, making it a point to take the time and energy to show up for ourselves by showing up for our community and asking, you know, or, or granting eye contact, granting a compliment, granting a hello or a smile, just a simple smile. And by starting that, it's a, it's a fire. We can ignite a fire um, and create a love ripple through our actual action. It's, it's addictive. If you smile at someone else, I bet you there's more than a 50% chance they're going to smile right back. And so that right there is igniting someone else's joy. You might smile at someone at the gas station who hasn't gotten a smile in weeks, who hasn't left the house in weeks. You may have changed someone's life with a smile. So my first invitation, second invitation, so my second invitation is an eye contact with a smile. If you want to take it to the next level, you can speak. Hello, hi, how are you? An acknowledgement of their humanity, an acknowledgement of their beautiful existence. You can speak on your thoughts. You see someone that you admire, what they're wearing, how they're being, what they're driving, what they're doing. Speak on your thoughts. Share your thoughts. Share your wisdom. I really admire this bracelet. I really love the way that you're smiling. Whatever it may be, speak on what you're experiencing. Allow them into your experience. Another way to create a direct love ripple. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, you're demonstrating acknowledgement, witnessing people, seeing, seeing people recognizing not everyone has the same privileges that we have. Some people are homeless, some people are struggling, and to acknowledge them, being a friend to a stranger, waving at a stranger, acknowledging a neighbor with a wave. I remember people in my life who used to ridicule people who would wave at a stranger, but I say that's a loving kindness gesture if I ever saw one waving, I acknowledge you. It's a sign of love and respect. You know, we can take it to the next level too. Love and respect. Power fist, wishing someone strength where they are. Power fist, I love and respect you. You know, making space in traffic. There are so many ways to show respect for people. And plants. And animals. Recognizing the playful squirrels recognizing the wonderful deer when they show up, recognizing the way the entire forest flourishes and grows and provides us shade and shelter and comforts of fire, you know, vegetation, food. The entire world is worthy of our affectionate glances, of our acknowledgement, of our gratitude. Everything exists for a reason, you know? What if everything existed for our favor? It's potentially true that every single thing in existence is here because we called it in for our survival and thrival, for our soul evolution to experience an interaction with every single thing. Potentially everything exists. Potentially creator made no mistakes and everything is exactly as it is. 
for a reason. Absolutely, everything is happening for us. And this is a really good compass, a really good marker to check in with what you're creating, what place are you creating from? Are you creating from love and respect and abundance and, and love ripples and community and support? If you find yourself speaking that, why is this happening to me, to me, to me, and thinking about it in that way, I invite you to expand your point of view that everything is happening for us. We navigate and we create from the energy that we're in. So if we intend to create love ripples and we intend to move in that way, walk in that beauty, there's a really phenomenal chance that that's what's going to happen. Let's also draw attention. Let's, let's give a love drop to those parts of ourselves that are hurting even in this moment. Hurting, desiring connection, wanting something different, wanting freedom from fear, wanting freedom from pain, but still being in the fear, still being in the worry, still being in the tension, still being in the grinding and the striving to be somewhere where we're not quite yet. Let's drop love for ourselves now. Let's drop love for all of our loved ones who are struggling in some ways, for those who are feeling alone, for those who are feeling abandoned now. Let's drop love now. And we can do that with our gentle attention. How do we give attention? Listening, observing, intuiting with our inner eye, feeling it, empathizing, having compassion inside of our hearts, recognizing where suffering might be happening and drawing energetic attention to it, dropping energetic love there now, letting that energetic love that we share ripple out where it serves, wherever it serves, that love now.